welcome back to Fireside. I say welcome back. It's almost a welcome back to myself, actually, because uh, for a number of reasons. I started this podcast and then I had to stop the podcast. Well, it wasn't that I had to stop the podcast. I got very, 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 very busy, as we all tend to do in life. Um, for anyone uh, living outside of the UK, um, I've been working in the NHS, uh, which you may or may not have heard of. Um, I've been working in the NHS for a little while and uh, and I've actually very recently, um, in the last couple of weeks, uh, actually left my post. Um, some people, some people I know will be hearing this for the first time, um, but it was it was far too consuming and it meant that absolutely everything went on hold, um, including obviously um, additional things that I wanted to do, such as the podcast. But anyway, that's enough of that. That's partly, that's probably the most, you know, that's the biggest reason why um, I've been absent. But anyway, we're uh, we're going to be uh, making a fresh start. So although this is technically episode two, in many ways, uh, think of it as as episode one. And I've decided to reintroduce um, Fireside Chats um, in two kind of different formats. Now, the first format is going to be something a bit like this, uh, like this one today, where you're going to be listening to essentially, a fi- I'm going to call it, I think I might call it a Fireside Shorts Um not because you've got to actually wear physical shorts around a fireside. You can do. Do be careful if you've got hairy legs. But simply because it might just be a, a short message, um, uh, you know, a short point perhaps or a short discussion. Uh, whereas the, uh, um, say, the other type of um, uh, format for the podcast will be the, the uh, initial sort of inception that I had for Fireside, which is uh, myself sitting down with uh, one, maybe two other people and discussing a particular topic, a particular area, something of interest um, that hopefully um, will interest you as well. It may be helpful. It may be just something you can put on in the background and go, do you know what? That was uh, that was pleasant, almost meditative. Not saying that my voice is. I wish I sounded uh, a little bit like Morgan Freeman. Can you imagine how successful this podcast would be? He could literally talk about anything. He could read the instructions, you know, from a some Ikea furniture or something and you'd still sit there going oh this is amazing I don't quite have that voice I am fully aware of that I'm far too neurotic but anyway let's move on with um, uh, with today's topic I found that when we think about changing our life um, you know in a in a uh, for you know for the better obviously um, many of us we we seem to have like an anxious response and what i mean by that is is we look to the future and we create a much bigger picture than perhaps what is needed or perhaps what we actually truly want so we might think you know i'm not happy where where i am and what our subconscious is actually screaming out is i just want to change jobs and what your brain thinks is oh i've just been watching ben fogel lives in the wild which is brilliant by the way and and uh, i'm going to sell up everything and move to some you know remote hill um in the middle of nowhere and uh, and live a hermit's life because i need to get away from everyone when in fact actually that might not be what you need you don't necessarily need to escape from everyone as much as that is extraordinarily tempting um you know, it could be just small things. It might be a case of you need to be less busy or perhaps your house is too chaotic. Um, so what I'm, what I'm looking at today is just a very quick 
run through really uh, of uh, well I'm, I'm summarizing today's little little talk as getting your act together because it doesn't need to be massive changes sometimes it's actually a culmination of lots of little changes that um, create huge changes and they're much more achievable that way um, so if, if I could define that getting your act together without sounding like a complete academic um, I, I would say that getting your act together uh, it's basically creating an environment so that there's no more unnecessary pain or discomfort around you, uh, you know, no more than than's necessary, um, and uh, and hopefully then moving towards a much more positive um, positive place. Now, that again sounds like oh, this is going to be a, a huge thing to have to uh, have to undertake, when it really doesn't. Um, you, if you if you want to try this little experiment, you might need to go back to this part of the podcast. Um, and uh, and try this later. I wouldn't suggest doing it right now, although you can do. You could pause it as long as you come back to the podcast. And basically, what you want to do is um, you could perhaps sit in the room that you're in now, or if you're in your, you know, you might be listening to this in the car actually, in which case you probably don't want to do this at the moment, but it might be necessary anyway. Let's take for example, you're sitting in your front room or your bedroom, and uh, what you want to be doing is uh, you want to sit there. Uh, for around about 10 minutes and essentially you're meditating on that room uh, I don't, you don't have to be doing this cross-legged and you know sort of fingers pointed on your knees I'm not on about that kind of meditation just the true sense of meditation sitting there and having a little think about that room spend 10 minutes put a timer perhaps on your phone or something and sit there and think you know how could I make this room better and that's what you're going to be dwelling on you know what would I have to do so how could you make that room better and what would you have to do to achieve it? Um, things will pop out in that room. Um, like, for example, you might be looking over and saying, oh, there's a pile of washing in that corner. That needs to go. Um, those books are untidy. In fact, I don't need those books on there anymore. Um, you know, the, I've got that. I need to replace that piece of furniture. So you'll start coming up with a you know, a list that every time another thought comes into your head, you just fo- go back to the focus of what it is you're actually trying to achieve on that. And that's, that's really a kind of formula you can start bringing in for your actual own life. So you sit down and it's obviously it's a much it's a much more uh, challenging thing to do that with your own life because it's it's more abstract. You know, you're not you're, you're in your life. You can't sit in your life. Um, so I've not left you alone on that. I've, I've got some tips which might help you. Um now, a quick Google search will help you find many, many lists. But to be fair, I think a lot of people get through these lists. They might get through a couple of things and, you know, they just really struggle to find to apply that to to their life. So what I want you to do is just take one step at a time. And the first step, uh, in my opinion, is to and it sounds really obvious, OK, but is to make that decision to actually change uh, to change your life. Um so I, I've, uh, I've, uh, I've, I've done this, uh, you know, this process myself, and I'm still going through it. Just the important thing to remember is that, you know, you, you will have some markers, you know, some, um, some parts that you can put in, so you know that you're sort of making progress or change is actually happening. Um, but um, I, I don't want to sound too cliche, but this is very much about. It's not just about, you know this being a journey is remembering that this whole thing is a journey so you you need to be comfortable with the uh with the process but in saying that 
Um, the first step, obviously, is uh, is obviously acknowledging that you want to change your life, and by acknowledging that, it means you need to be able to make some tough decisions. So here, you ask yourself some questions: How badly do you want to change your life, and what are you willing to do and to give up to make it happen? Because you will have to give up things. Um, but you have to be set on this, and I would. I, I, we seem to be in a, an environment now, a society these days, where we're really averse to writing things down. Um, but I cannot stress the actual importance and impact of, of writing things down, even just uh, just short lists. Um, so you can just write down. You know, I would possibly start off with actually what it is you want as your outcome. It might be, do you know what? I want to pay my mortgage off. That's the big thing I want to do in life because that's going to free me up financially and, you know, that will relieve a lot of pressures and strain and stresses on me. So that could be that. It could be that, you know, there's a particular business you want to you want to start up. Um, it could be that there's a job you want to leave. And obviously all of these things require sacrifice, but they also require some kind of, you know, uh, replacement or destination. So... So then going back, deciding the first step is to decide to actually change your life, um, decide how badly you want that to happen and uh, and that you're going to make that happen come hell or high water. Uh, step two is learning to embrace discomfort. Um, as I've sort of just touched on, you need to be prepared um, to essentially say goodbye to your comfort zone um, because the essence of growth is to move beyond what you've experienced before. Um, think of it as, um, you know, one of these explorer ships that you get in the Antarctica. You know, you would have seen the documentaries and TV things where you see this uh, this, this huge boat um, with explorers on breaking through ice. It's not travelling on, you know, that nice uh, open waters. Now it's hitting ice, but it still powers through. And the reason why it's doing it is because it's breaking new ground. It's getting to new places that haven't been, um, you know, experienced or explored before. Um, so you, you need to learn to embrace that discomfort. It doesn't mean the discomfort will be easy. It just means that you're aware that it's going to be happening. Um, and uh, you need to be more committed um, to what you want to achieve than you are to how comfortable you can feel. It's easy to say, do you know what? I don't like my job, but as it stands, it pays things all right. And, you know, it means I can I can do a few, uh, few, you know, I might have a hobby or two and stuff like that. And that's great. If that works for you, crack on and, and stick with it. But the, re the likelihood is there's certain things in your life that are holding you back. And if you want to find out what's holding you back, it's usually what's making you most comfortable. That's a little Steve exclusive, that is. <laughs> so step three, if you're still there. Um, you need to identify why you want to change your life. Um, so, again, like as I said, you might find this in the... That's my seat, by the way, I apologise. Uh, you might find uh, that answer in the comforting place, but it, it's. I, I would probably start looking for... To identify why you want to change your life, start looking at what you uh, what you don't want before exploring what you do want. Uh, the reason why I say that is because um, you can usually learn a lot more about what you don't like. So, for example, you might be like, well, do you know what? I've been working nights and I don't want to be working nights anymore. That's what I don't want. I don't know what job I want to do, but I don't want to work nights. Okay, great. So now deter you can that allows you to answer, 
ask another question, doesn't it? Sort of, you know, well, what hours am I prepared to do or do I want to do? See how the question evolves? You you know, you, you take it from what you definitely don't want to do to what perhaps you're prepared to do to actually now that helps me see what I do want to do. So now you know that, you know, it's it could be a day job. Now, does that mean that you what about your weekends then? Does that mean that you don't want to work weekends? All right. So then you're probably looking at a Monday to Friday, nine till five. There's nothing wrong with that if that works for you. It might even be, do you know what? I don't want to be working more than two or three days a week. So that answers up, you know, opens up other questions like, well, how much money do I need to live off? And so you start getting these other questions and you, you need to stick with these. This is why you need to be writing these down. So you can suddenly start opening up pathways that you perhaps didn't realise before. You know, it might be, do, you know, do you hate your job? Do you dislike where you live, your social life um, or even how you feel most of the time? Are there destructive habits or circumstances that you want to overcome? Don't dwell on these things too long because um, you'll become really, really negative. You just need to write them down and then move on to the next step quickly. Um, so that was step three, identify why you want to change your life. OK, so we're going to get a bit more practical soon. But step four is defining the changes you want to make. So now you can get you can allow that creativity to start to flow up a little bit. So how do you want to transform your life? Is it starting a new business? Is it moving? Is it taking up uh, new hobbies? Uh, is it changing careers? Um, is it actually a case of just letting go of the past? You can see how some of these are things that are, are practical um, and some of these things are psychological. Um, you know, there, there's there's many different elements. Um, for example, you might even just want to stick to a morning routine. For, for myself, this was one of the, you know, the, uh, and I've let this habit go recently. So I'm not going to sit on it and pretend like, you know, I'm some kind of perfect messiah or something. I am absolutely far from it. But um, one of the greatest habits I got myself into, which I need to get myself back into fully again. Um, this is because of the change of jobs that it's uh, I've got out of the habit um, is uh, is sticking to a morning routine. So setting your alarm, you know, no matter what, even if you sleep half an hour that night or if you sleep, a, you know, a, a full eight hours or something uh, to stick into a particular morning routine where you're uh, if you've just heard something about Ghostbusters, by the way, that would be <laughs> that would be the notification on my phone. Um, I apologize. Um, so, yeah, and, and I would I would get up at the same time. Uh, I would eat at the same time. Um, I would uh, I, I've got a. Um, like a, an app on my phone where I, I read sort of like a um, uh, for me I'll, I'll read like a biblical passage uh, in the morning and I'll just think about it I'll dwell on that for a couple of minutes and there's different things you know we it's important to have that because it structures your day um, and uh, I don't know if any any of the listeners today are familiar with a guy called uh, is it Josh Willink I'm sure it's Josh Willink and he's basically is this um, I might have his name wrong I'm sure it's Josh Willink uh, he's this big bald ex-marine um navy seals type guy um from america he's got a youtube channel and a podcast and things like that and he does a lot a lot of motivational uh talking and stuff these days and uh and he on his he's got an instagram channel and on his instagram channel he basically has a picture of his watch every day that's it's pretty much all he posts on it does do some other things but it's basically his watch and it has a picture, say, like of whatever time it is that he got up that day. And it's, it's you know, usually about 4.30 in the morning, some crazy time that I'm sure doesn't actually exist. And he's, he, 
you know, he's. I'm sure he puts it on there as much as he does for himself than he does for other people. Now, obviously, it is a motivation in in the sense that you know this guy's consistent. He does the same thing every morning, but he talks about. Um, um, well, actually, it wasn't him. It was another. It was actually another ex um, American military guy who was. I think he was a general. But um, Josh picked up on this recently again uh, about. Um, you may have heard of it about making your bed. Um, as probably a few of you have, have heard this is. Uh, you know, start the day by making your bed. Um, that might not be possible if you share the bed with someone else and they don't get up at the same time. But you need to find something as simple as making your bed and um, and do that every day religiously. And the reason why is because that means that every day you've started the day successfully. You've started the day by ticking something off a list if you have one. You've started the day by achieving something. You started the day by uh, showing discipline when, you know, you're probably still pulling the sleep out of your eyes. And that's a great place to be in, um, you know, because you can't hark um, discipline and routine at others unless you do it yourself. Uh, which is why, obviously, I acknowledge that my morning routine's got a little bit out of uh, out of kilter recently. But that's certainly something that's coming back, and it's just a decision. It doesn't need to be like, oh, I'll wait till next Monday. Um, same with uh, anyone who's looking at diets and things like that. Don't you don't need to wait till Monday or January the first. You can you don't even have to wait till the next morning unless it's a morning routine, um, of course. Um, you know you can uh, you can start by defining those changes you want to make, and you can start implementing them. Um, you know, or steps towards those straight away. Digressed a little there. Step five, identify things that may hold you back. So I could say, for example, things that might hold me back from keeping this podcast short as in initially intended is that um, I uh, I digress and I, uh, and I go off topic. But I think I can get away with it on this because it's kind of the point. But you need to identify things that might hold you back. So it could be something as simple as, um, you know, do you procrastinate? There's lots of reasons why people procrastinate. Um, some of them are, are actually good reasons, but, um, you know, many are destructive in the sense that ultimately they'll, you know, result in you feeling guilty about something. Um, are you addicted to sugar, alcohol, social media, porn, gaming? You know, we 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 tend to find that I'm not going to go into it today about how these things are. Um, you know, obviously they're usually just medicines for us in some way. You know, we're oh, we're oh. trying to recover from some kind of healing. In fact, I've got a uh, a very good friend called Nat Moody, who's um, uh, Nathaniel Moody, who who's uh, uh, he's a minister and he works in um, uh, like addiction um therapies and, and you know and he, he helps people um going through addictions and recovering essentially a recovery ministry and i'm going to have him on the podcast very soon um so that'll be a good one to look out for and, and um we'll be talking about you know those things those those addictions and, and going into some very challenging uh some very challenging waters so that's one to listen out for but moving on um Again, identifying things that may hold you back. So, you know, do you beat yourself up with negative self-talk? So, again, it's not always a, a physical thing. It can be a psychological thing um, because being negative to yourself, you, you know, you're the first and only person that listens to you truly. So you need to, you know, get that in check. Uh, are there negative people in your life who discourage you from trying? That's an important one. Um, so, you know, if you're struggling to see what could stop you from transforming your life, consider asking help from perhaps a close friend or family member that you trust. Um, because uh, there's usually something and most people 
weirdly are happy to point out the negative that's going on in your life. Um, but again, be aware of potential pitfalls before they arise. Um, it was actually, uh, it was Jordan Peterson, I think, Professor Jordan Peterson, uh, the guy's brilliant. Um, uh, I'm sure it was him who said, uh, basically gave an analogy about if, if you have to fight a dragon, you should always go to its lair before it comes to your village, which is brilliant. You know, it's that proactive thing. If you know, if you're aware of something going wrong, it might even be a fact, you know, something like you're slipping into bad uh, habits, bad patterns. Always go and take it on, uh, you know, even taking it on in its lair, in its own comfortable placing, you know, which will probably be your most uncomfortable place. But do that before it comes to your village. Do that before it becomes a problem and starts affecting your family. You know, if you're noticing you're, you're spending a bit more on that gambling app, um, you know, go to it, address it, um, you know, delete the account, block the apps, speak to someone about it and, uh, you know, confess that and open up before you lose your house and your family. You know, it there's, you know, it takes, it's only a little trickle that starts and eventually turns into a river and, you know, goes into the sea. So don't, don't think these little things aren't damaging. They are. Um, but all you need to do is just write them down and move on to the next step. So, you know, don't dwell in that negativity. Identify those things that hold you back, write them down and move on. Uh, step six, choose your one thing. Okay, so when you're learning how to change your life completely, it's important to remember that this process takes time and it won't all happen at once. Uh, you need to, what's the, what do they say, the, uh, how do you eat an elephant? It's one bite at a time. You know, you can't, you can't eat a whole elephant in one go. You shouldn't anyway. Elephants are lovely and I don't think you can eat them. You shouldn't. I told you I digress. Um, don't eat elephants. If anything you get from today, you know, love elephants and maybe donate to one of these elephant charities. I don't think they're run by elephants, but they're run by nice people who want to protect them. But choose your one thing. Conquer one thing at a time. Um, uh, one of the trainers I work with, so I, I'm a, uh, as I wear many hats, but one of the things I've, uh, I, I do is uh, online coaching, as in online fitness coaching. Um, and uh, one of sort of my mentors and one of the people who's helped me sort of develop my own business uh, is a is a guy called Rob, and he's uh, he's very extraordinarily successful, um, and uh, he 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 swears by essentially what he would call a power list, and um, uh, it's obviously it's not something he's he's coined. It's just something you know, it's a, something a lot of people do. In fact, a lot of successful people do as well. Um, and it, think of it as like a to do list. Um, that he does every single every single day, but it's always achievable. It's not always just like you know work. It could be like right, I've you know I've got to email such and such person. I've got to get in ten thousand steps today. I've got to make sure I've eaten four meals. It, it's things that are achievable, but things that are going to get you progressing towards your particular goals. And that's the that's the the thing. You know, if, if peace of mind and a, cl a clean house is what you want in life then make sure that those things steps towards those things are appearing on your power list just five things every single day um conquer one thing at a time um and you you know but what you want to be doing is focusing on one significant change uh like for example moving to a new city or town or changing jobs um or choose one keystone habit to conquer you know it might be an addiction um, these are not small things. You remember me saying at the beginning, these ultimately aren't small things, but it's a lot of small things get you to that uh, that place, which is why the journey and understanding the journey is important.
okay so step seven um now this is anyone who's done any kind of training in any oh, i don't know any kind of sort of office environment or something oh, i do apologize because i don't want this to sound like you're just listening to a powerpoint presentation without the powerpoint um and I hate sort of cliche sort of phrases, um, but you you might have heard of uh, SMART goals, which are um, uh, basically it stands for specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time bound. And it really does sound like some twatty training, but it genuinely helps in this situation. Um, so basically, if you if you if you want to succeed properly with it, you want to set down a SMART goal. So you basically want to define your goal clearly. So that's being specific. You want to set a finish line, even if it's for a smaller ones, you know, smaller goals at first. Again, one bite of the elephant at a time uh, makes it measurable, achievable. Make sure it's realistic within the time period. So not necessarily realistic overall, you know, because um, uh, it, you don't want to limit your sort of, you know, your dreams and, and goals in that respect. But just make sure that it's realistic, uh, relevant. Um, so set a goal that will help you change your life in the way that you want it most. Again, that can be a really small thing. It can be a large thing and time bound. So set a deadline um, to motivate yourself to achieve that goal. So um, di different for than achievable where, you know, you you make sure your goal is realistic within the set time. But set a deadline um, to make sure you get that done. Um, don't hang around on that one. And um, prepare for the storms. Um so we're you know we're, we're nearly there um uh, but um as i mentioned earlier on um it's gonna get um it's gonna get a bit choppy um I, I, you may have heard some called deepak chopra so he's a bit of a um bit of a guru um bit of a, a public speaker as well he's, he wears lots of hats um a very very interesting person um, but he said all great changes are preceded by chaos uh which which is true uh, you know, and they say, you know, the sunshine always comes after the rain. You can chuck in a load of, you know, cliche sayings here, but it, it, it's true. So, um, again, get comfortable with it being a little bit choppy um, and just keep keep going. Um, I'm not going to drop in any other sayings. There's things like church always now where if you're in hell, keep going or something. Um, but um, step nine is basically get friends and family on board. Um, now... This is a difficult one because um, it's really hard to achieve things that are great or good on your own. You know, it could be a friend could also be a really good book, in my opinion. Um, you know, so you don't need uh, you don't always need physical friends, but it does. Uh, it does help. Um, and this is something important to remember, something I found as well is, look, many people instinctively won't like it when you start to make changes in your life. Um, but. You know, they they could have sort of really strong judgments against you uh, instantly, and that that can really hurt. And I've I've been recipient of some of those things. Sometimes I've addressed it with those people. Um, quite often, I I haven't. Just uh, you know, I sort of had to swear at them in my car, if that makes sense. Um, but remember, it doesn't make them bad people. Now, remember that change is often scary. It's uncomfortable. It's unnerving, and quite often. Um, their hostility um, towards your change is both one a reflection of themselves. You know they they wouldn't feel comfortable with it, and it may, and they realise that you know they're actually perhaps covering up things in their life that they're not happy with, um, and so 
in response when they see someone else making changes in their life that they wish they could because they either haven't got the courage or the whereabout you know wherewithal to actually do that it comes out as hostility towards yourself so it doesn't make them bad people it just you know first of all it could be a reflection of themselves um but but also with that you know they again you know i, I mean I've, well, I've already touched on it saying you know obviously those those hostile reactions towards you are perhaps a reflection of themselves and their lack of, of doing it, but also because perhaps they actually, you know, they genuinely do care for you as much as you think they might not do. And they're worried because they understand that it's scary, you know, and it's uncomfortable and it could go wrong, that they don't want you to suffer. So they perhaps don't want, you know, to acknowledge the changes they need to make in their own life and they don't want you to suffer either. Um, but... Uh, either way you need to uh, you need to you know obviously within reason keep going but take take advice and help from other people um, just don't listen to the, uh, the negativity on it um, um, you you might need to protect yourself from people who unconsciously tried to pull you back into your old self um, because remember if you know you expecting change without doing anything is is madness um, so yeah get your friends and family on board and Finally, go the distance. Um, forget your thirty-day change programs. Now, on my online coaching, I can transform your habits within thirty days in terms of your what you're eating and your physical training. Um, but I, I can't transform your figure in thirty days. I can I can help you lose, I don't know, eight or ten pounds in that time. Um, if if we're you know really going at it, sometimes more, in fact. But uh, when I train people. Uh, it's it's for the long haul you know you don't you, if you want to you know I don't just want to change waistlines want to change you know health um, relationships with food and exercise and uh, relationships with yourself um, and uh, uh, and to bring about you know an, uh, uh, an entire uh, well-being and, uh, and result and not just you know not just one tiny element really so yeah so but bring it back on board is uh, it, it Remember, it takes more than 30 days for a lot of, you know, proper changes. Um, to quote another person, uh, got Bill Gates, which I'm, for many reasons, I'm not a huge fan, but maybe I am. Maybe because the only things I've opinions I've got of Bill Gates is actually what I've learned through the media or through other people's hearsay. So, no, I don't have a problem with Bill Gates, but um, I'm a bit concerned because he's put microchips in everyone. I'm joking. Uh, but anyway, he said um, most people overestimate what they can do in one year and underestimate what they can do in 10 years. So in other words, he's not, you know, in that instance, he's not thinking about days, weeks, months or even years. He's thinking in decades. So you need to scrap yourself in for a long haul and be patient, you know, and concentrate on the process and not necessarily always those results. Although you can have those small markers, as we said, going along the way so that, you know, you're at least making progress or moving in the right direction. Um, you, uh, let, let's think about climbing Mount Everest as uh, as an example. So obviously it's a, um, it's you know it's Everest. It's the it, it's huge and it's a massive challenge. Um, I haven't done it. I have no intentions to do it. Um, but it you know if you just think about summiting, getting to that very top, that will only get you so far. Um, in fact, you would probably never ever make it. Um, you know, you need to be focusing on your training, your preparation, climbing. Uh, you need to, you know, you can be 
tracking your progress by getting to say base camp and then getting to the next step up and you know there's obviously several steps on Everest where people stop either for a day or a few days before moving up to the next step you know so you can acclimatize and uh, get ready for, and prepare for that next change and that's really an analogy which works very well in this situation so um, just to give you a summary in, you know in case you don't want to listen back over all of that again um, one decide that you want to change you know um, you need to uh, you need to be really committed to uh, to wanting to to change you know to wanting to get your act together Two, practice stepping out of your comfort zone and embracing discomfort uh, three identify those things in your life you want to change four define how you want to transform your life five identify every possible thing that could prevent you from changing your life uh, six choose one significant change or keystone habit to conquer first uh, seven set a smart goal to help you stay on track eight help your future self stick with the program by preparing for tough times nine get people in your life on your side um, and avoid those that don't uh, ten think long term and be patient um, and uh, and you know obviously to summarize don't wait you can start now start by sitting in that room for 10 minutes and and thinking about uh things that need to change in that room that might be the only thing you need to, in fact if that's the only thing you need to change in your life then uh, you know you're you're winning and you don't need to listen to anymore you do you need to listen to more podcasts but anyway that's enough today that's technically a uh, fireside short but i don't think it's that short now I can't see what the culmination of this time is. But anyway, that was me just waffling for a bit. Uh, if you enjoyed that, it, there's nowhere to like or, you know, what have you. But feel free to give it a share um, and just, just follow along. Um, you can find me on Instagram um, at fireside underscore real. That's fireside underscore real. And, um, you know, get on, uh, get on there, join in, comments and post and we can message uh, but take care of yourself and i shall speak to you soon mm-hmm.